Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the next Catapult Post uh, podcast. This week with reoccurring guest Clyde. Hello. We've tricked him into returning once again. <laughs> well, yes. I kind of forgot last time, so <laughs> that was a busy day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, it has been a busy last two weeks, I guess. Yeah, it's in the middle of the joint vacation in Norway, so we've been away. But we are back with some dev blocks to start with. And the first one is going to be the uh, new dockyard, the pay to request coming back. Um, this time it's yeah. going to be less pay to Rico. Yeah, it's well, an awesome camo as well. Oh, I just saw. I nice. mean, the the thing is, you you still need to like you need to pay for six stages. Not sure if they've said how. Oh yeah, the one thousand seven hundred fifty doubloons for each phase. Although there's probably a discount for like a starting pack or something like that. Usually, yeah, I imagine they'll do that. That's that's their usual thing. Hmm. I mean, the question is how grind is going to be. I have to say Atlantico, like, the, what was it before the Atlantico? That was, I felt, like, pretty easy to, to grind out. But the Atlantico in itself, like, the last thing, I mean, just, like, I, I played a game about four nights a week for, like, around three hours. Mm. And with, with that amount of playing, uh, without focusing it, like, without actually targeting the missions... I I would have missed like the last step. Yeah, I played co-op for the last missions. That's not yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jesus. the the Atlantic was one where the grind was. It it was the 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 sad part about this is right because you have like two starting packs sorta, and mm. if you buy the cheap one, then you need to grind out every mission, and then if you mission, well, I mean you can still buy the last ship phase, but it. It's a bit if if you play like quite a bit, then you expect usually to make it through the dockyard because you know that that's why you can't finish it all for free anyway. They charge you for the last for the last phases because you're supposed to be able to r relatively realistically grind through the whole thing if you play. It. I mean, mm. you know, lest lest we forget, it's the original Puerto Rico dockyard that kind of brought about all those changes, the the backlash against it. Yes. So I will see how grindy it is this time. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's overly grindy once again, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I probably I mean, won't buy into it. Wait, do you, you get the balloons, right, if you get the ship, I assume? You, you uh, can actually choose. Place. Yes. There's like a... a you get a special... What is it? They call it a certificate, something like that. So yeah, you Ooh, can yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. choose what that. you want to have as compensation, which is quite. That's quite good. Mm. That, I think yes. that's the first time they've done that. And I guess oh, they yeah. still steal as rewards as you go, so that's kind of valuable. Yeah, but like the, if you have the, the Puerto Rico already and you go through the entire missions, then you can choose. I think between the balloons, steal, and what was the? I think there was a third. Was it research Cold, points? Maybe. Oh, Coal okay. research points, something like that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it has to be. Should be somewhere. Oh, yeah, here it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm reading right. it now, yeah. Uh, 35,000 doubloons, 33,000 steel, or 63,000 research points, or 264,000 coal. I mean, 33,000 steel, that's a lot that's of a steel. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, mm. they are really targeting the people who have already whaled the, the yeah, Patriarch uh, in the past, and they're like, guys, <laughs> I didn't do that. steel. 
luckily we were CCs back then, so we could pay us up, up <laughs> for free. Oh, I, still I, I didn't get the Rico, so this, this would be the first time getting it for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, you still not sure if I'm... I, you... was, I was there, but I was so dissatisfied at the... It was probably very petty of me, but I was so dissatisfied at the, the way they did it that I was like, well, you know, I know you're giving us these doubloons, but I'm just going to spend them on other stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, I also did. didn't get it. And I'm not even sure if I'll get it this time because I'm not that interested in the ship itself, to be honest. I don't play it too often. It's I'd rather play the Alaska. But right now, 10-9 is kind of shit up because of the super ships. But uh, I used to play the Alaska in front of the Puerto Rico every time. I probably have less than 20 games in it. Let's see, yeah. On a, on a more positive note, you can get a free ship, and that's the Huron. The Huron will be with base 25, so I suppose that's pretty realistically reachable for, for most people. Mm. So, yeah, uh, um, I mean, I mean, last time we had the repulsor, the, the, these, this, this um, policy, all this you know, way they've, they've decided to do it of um, having like two ships available and actually having one of the ships be pretty easy to get to mm. um i actually i'm quite in favor of that i think that's um that's quite nice for the for the more casual player that doesn't necessarily um like that doesn't even want to pay to unlock the whole thing there's at least something for them to participate in and and uh get towards that's a lot easier to get yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's something like if you only want to engage into the free stuff, you still get cool stuff, right? You even get a free ship and not even like uh, an old one, but a, a brand new one that nobody has yet, basically. Hmm. And uh, then if you want to go all the way and spend some money, you can get the discounted ship sorter. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm not against how they do dockyards these days. It's just as long as the, the grind is in a reasonable level. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that terrible last time, but yeah. a bit grindy. Kind of levels out after some more, uh, some more easier ones. The ones we had before. That's not yeah. That bad. Yeah, I mean, Atlantico was, was still doable. It was just a bit yeah. more on the harsher side. And I didn't play that much either at that time of life. <laughs> Then we have a new clan battle season, but none of us really play clan battles. No. Yeah, tier 8, 6v6, no aircraft carriers, one battleship per team. It's kind of fun playing clan battles, but it's hard to run a a community clan, a casual clan, and nobody is ready for clan battles anyway. It all goes back. I mean, this this goes way, way back to when clans were first introduced, and they've, they've... it was initially what thirty, and I think it's still thirty for a new clan. You have to kind of work your way up to. Oh, we had team battles before clan battles, though. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there was. I was certainly one of those people that was like, "Well, why don't you just make it like World Tanks and have it, you know, a hundred people, and it makes it then far more easier." Uh, to what we have at least twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. So yeah, I, I I don't know why they didn't they didn't yeah, do like, that, and I still don't know why they didn't do that. Nah, have you said we have a bunch of. Uh, Guys from the World of Warships clan in my clan on 100, <laughs> but we still have space for like 100 more people. <laughs> so we have a bunch of random people. I don't even know who is. I mean, Warships just doesn't like making sense, usually. Nah. 
Yeah, that's that's something they've never really wanted to budge on, and it's it's weird. Like it would yeah. it would be so much easier to have. I kept remembering once we we did ask on the CC Discord many many times, and we did get like a response to why, but I just can't remember what it is. I can't even remember. I can't no. remember either. It was mainly uh, Sub Octavian I talked to him about. Me and um, Maka, mainly because both me and Maka is running my clone. And we need we need more space. So we have to divide it into like three fucking clones. Yep. I mean, let, let's let's be honest, maybe it would crash their entire UI or so I could could see that happen. <laughs> like, that would surprise me. I've been having occasionally trouble now I think for, for at least half a year when I want a division with my friends because sometimes they don't show us online, right? They're like mm. online, I'm online and maybe I can see them and they can see me or the other way around. I'm like, I can't invite you because you're not online, right? And they can send me a message. I can, I get the message pop up and still it shows us offline so I can't invite them. So then, mm. if, especially if you're three people, we have to see who can invite who so that we can in, eventually make a division of three people, right? And yeah. Uh, I've even had one person that uh, like PGs that has been removed from my friends list I think three times now without <laughs> me doing anything it's like I'm like you are not online I'm like I'm online and I'm like uh, and he sends me a message oh no I see you online why don't you show up in contacts and like add yeah. the contacts like what, why what, what, what and it's just so I don't know what, what, what's wrong with, with the system but uh, it doesn't work it's been like that for like years uh, me and Boom is Constant, uh, constantly struggle because me and Boom is not in the same clan. So I have to go through the contact list and oh, it's not online or it's not even there. I have to add it to contacts. It's Garbo. Garbo, Garbo. Another thing in Waterloo that works. I mean, in, in any online game like that has, well, it's supposed to be played with other people. You'd think that there was a system to communicate and especially, you know, <laughs> invite your friends and so on. It seems like such yeah. a basic thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, then again, I'm not a programmer, so. Nah. Well, then uh, British battleships are going to continue as they usually do. Yeah, Hopefully. we have the... Um... The uh, by now established and still utterly ridiculous event where you can get through the tokens and then you go through the whole chain, you can spend a bunch of doubloons on the various things, and then you can spend 20,000 doubloons getting the tier 10 early for a tech tree. Yeah. People do that. People yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do. 20,000 doubloons. How much is that in, uh, like, euros? I'm going to look that up. I mean, the thing Holy is, right, you, you, you... It's going to be, like, 40 or 50, for, right? For the privilege yeah. to spend those 20,000 doubloons, you first spend usually around, like, 60,000 doubloons. Oh, yeah, yeah. To You've got to spend that. a bunch to get yeah. that. So yeah. you spend, like, 80,000 doubloons in general. I think it's about $250 or so that you spend if you want the Tier 10 early access ship. And, I mean, this is something we... Possibly come back to with the economic changes. So, Wargaming has with the economic changes immediately started ripping off people because instead of getting giving people free premium camos as they used to, I think some of the those those early bundles just give the free visuals and no longer the economic bonuses. Right? So they were like, "Hey, you used to just get this amazing camo there that's worth I don't know three thousand doubloons. Now you get the visuals that are worth two hundred doubloons and the economic bonus. You better buy yourself." 
Yes, so that's a downgrade as well. Makes sense. That kind of also ties into, and I didn't necessarily realize this was the, the case until you pointed it out, but uh, if you don't have a perma camo on a ship now, um, you can buy one for like uh, a, a t- like a tenth of the regular per tier price. Ooh. But after that, it goes back up to the old price. So you can spend thousands of, of doubloons on a perma camo that has no benefit beyond the, the visuals. So you would think that, like, okay, the, the fact that the first one is, is vastly cheaper, okay. But you think they would at least made the regular prices like half or less. Yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're still like basically full price for just a, a or even less though. I think that's yeah, something that so, I used to doubloons most on is permanent camels. Yeah, I think most of my most of my doubloons has gone to that. Just for yeah, that, I, actually, I don't care about that. I, I think that's extremely <laughs> cheap of them, and hopefully they change that. But that, that's another way, yeah. which like because there's a bunch of ships where you, I've gotten free permanent camos in the past, and it's like, well, now I could get the the regular permanent camo. But no, it's going to cost me like you know three thousand, four thousand doubloons. Mm. That's even before I've uh, I've bought the uh, the the what you call it the economic p- package, the the bonus package. So yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I was so hoping that with like this new system, it would be so much easier to to get more wishers for a cheaper price because they no longer uh, have the economic bonuses attached. But this was like, this is some, maybe I just misunderstood it, but originally in the dev blocks, it sounded like they're going to split like visuals and economics, right? And they're like a camel that cost like 5,000 doubloons before costs now 4,800 for the economic and 200 for the visuals, right? But what they failed to make clear is the 200 for the visuals is only for the first visuals, right? And then if you get the second yes. visuals, you pay 5,000 doubloons for them again. And they have obviously no economic bonuses attached because you already bought them. Probably. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's bullshit. <laughs> it is. I mean, especially, like, again, just once more completely missing the mark of, you know, people that, and some of the perma camos are, you know, they're quite nice. Um, and, and, you know, like people who might quite happily go, oh, you know, these are now 200, 300, 500 balloons, right? I'm going to buy a bunch of them at that price. Uh, no, you you buy one at, at uh, that price, and then the price shoots up drastically. So it's not like, hey, I can sort of uh, customize things a lot more and have the ships look how I want them and change them around on a more regular basis. No, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know why wargaming keeps missing the mark when it when it comes to kind of like customizations and and visuals. No. When especially when they have, uh, in some cases, you know, the, the actual. Um, camos and uh, skins that you can apply, some of them look really, really good. But it's like the, the marketing side is just completely failing to, or the, you know, the monetization side is just completely failing to, to capitalize on that. It's just like they don't really understand, um, you know, what other, play, what other games do successfully, very successfully in some cases. Did you know so. that in World of Warship Legends, I just recently noticed, because I just got a Nagat on uh, the console version, and you can actually gather around enough camo from all the different camo or paints, then make a permanent camo. You don't pay for it. Yeah, people just... people have been suggesting that as a thing for Yeah, for it's a PC thing in Legends, for... apparently. So I got my yeah. permanent camo on the Nagato without paying. <laughs> Pretty nice. 
So it's the same camos in, uh, on the PC there, green with the white stripes. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got that, that, that permacam on my... Uh... Yeah. Be nice. Like a... The ship is shit in Legends, though. <laughs> I mean, it's not that great in... It is. It's fantastic on PC. I was oh, so fucking it's disappointed. It's too squashy. If, it, if I was going to play <laughs> I had to a use HD on a console. I had to use HD and uh, do damage to <laughs> like, <Okay. the> <laughs> I would certainly go for other weird. things than that, but yeah. it's not It's not the worst. There are worse tier 7s. <clears throat> nice one. <laughs> Actually, no, I'd, I'd prefer yeah, yeah, no, no. Nice I was thinking of like Poltava, oh. California. Nice no, <clears throat> is a fine ship. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Nah, I hate that ship. The ship hates just me as well. So. <laughs> it, it's a bit weak to tier 4 carriers, but you know, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> What's tier 4 carriers, actually? Yeah, I, I've met the failed division tier 4 carrier neck nice and I once it was said I couldn't defend myself in any way or form. Like, you just reinforce the things, so it just comes in, drops it. you. It's, yeah, I'm still traumatized by this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Atlanta can't defend yourself either. No. At least if you've done tier 4 planes, that is. No, no, against tier 4. Like tier 6 and 8. Oh, yeah. Uh, Talking of... Um... Visuals further down this article, London's had a refresh. Mm. Ah, yes. Nice. Um, I'm still going to use the Twitch port. Yeah, I haven't. I don't really like the London one that much, to be honest. I only use one or two ports. If it's a lot of noisy background, like shooting or honking or sirens and shit, I change the port. Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. (laughs) So the Twitch (laughs) port is like completely silent. I quite like the uh, the fjords one. I like yeah. the fjords, but then you have the fucking steamboat all the fucking time, <laughs> just chugging around. Yes, but... yeah, I don't mind then. But the f- uh, the fjords is one one of my favorites too. Yeah, looks uh, like um, the Hadanga fjords here in Norway, pretty similar. I've got to say, and this is slightly jumping back, but um, the the. The preview perma camos for the British battleships. I'm really not very impressed by those. Like the color scheme and the pattern is quite nice, but all the extra little gubbins they've put on as, as decorations, it, it just feels really half-assed somehow. Um, if you look at right. them, like the big searchlight thing on the front, and then well, wait, uh, what do you see the I don't know if these are. They'll be in an early, earlier dev blog somewhere. Oh, but, um, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can see them in the port right. anyway, and they've got all these weird little bits of brass piping, which I guess is not too offensive, but it just, I don't know, it, it just feels weird. Like they, they, like they oh, yeah, started off doing a kind of steampunk-style skin and then just kind of stopped about 20% in. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah so I personally up. would just get rid of all of those bits, get rid of the weird searchlight bits, and just have that camo, which looks fine. It's a kind of... Um, I don't know what you would call that. Tan, black, red, white. I don't know. Quite a nice kind of. Oh, fractured... please refrain from porcelain. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, it's weird. Uh, it, it's it's not one of the better ones in terms of like the details, especially at the front. It kind of looks like it's supposed to be pistons and linkages and things, but like going to where, doing what? They don't turn. They're not visually animated. They're just kind of. Bolted yeah. on as an afterthought. Yeah, anyway. I, 
no idea how they look. I, I just that, that's a little bit of a gripe, just because they 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 it's weird. They made they made the actual color scheme look nice, and then kind of managed to bugger it up. I see it in oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, I, I see, I see. Yeah, I don't like it. I like more of the clean camels. So I have. I mean, I don't like the color combinations that much. Otherwise, I'm fine with it. I mean, camos are always going to be personal preferences. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the incomparable one, like the. <laughs> I find that a bit more questionable. <laughs> one, I mean, one thing I have done uh, on a lot of my. Like even the ones that I have perma camos for, like I didn't like that much. There's, there's some of the um, the, the now cheaper ones. I mean, uh, Hunter and um, what's the other one? It's like Splinters or something like that. Like I've put those on quite a few of my ships because they just look quite nice as a generic I camo. Mean, now, now that you can just put like the the consumable camos for credits on your ship, there are quite a few that I like that I prefer over. Yeah, I, pre- just... I mean, I'm not gonna run like any standard premium skin anymore. I think because, uh, for so... example, the pie camo you can put the pie cam on every ship. You want yeah, to. yeah. So some of them are quite nice. The, I don't quite get the price grading, like why some of them are you know forty and seventy five and I don't know, but um, yeah. Some of them do look like the Jutland camo, the per, uh, consumable camo looks quite nice as well, I think, on some ships. I'm still hoping we at some point move to a system like World of Tanks has, where you can choose um, different parts of your ship to be different colours. So you could have like the hull be one camo pattern and then maybe a plain colour for your superstructure and a different plain colour for your guns or something like that. That yeah. would be quite nice. I didn't know you could do that, you know. In in tanks, yeah, you can put different colors or different camo patterns on different parts of your tank. Huh. But you, you don't have the same uh, modularity in, in War Thunder uh, as with War Thunder in terms of putting like the the, yeah, the symbols use... or decals on your, yeah. on your tank. You can basically paint your tank dead even by using yes. certain things so you look dead. <laughs> I mean, Tanks also has managed to squeeze out of you like three times, I think, the amount of money for camos because you have one for, what does it, one for like uh, <laughs> uh, Arctic and one the, for, you know. The you actual sure. gold cost is is less. Um, okay. And one thing we should note that even with, um, uh, like everyone is now slightly, well, I'm sure some people will have seen this, but everyone's now slightly worse off with their accuracy, their, their camos, because oh. the um, the consumer bonus got baked in to ships, but the uh, the the accuracy debuff just like went away. Yes, yeah. why Completely. bake the consumer thing in? Just remove it. Why do you need to bake it in? If everybody's gonna be on the same terms. Because people get used to it. Like, imagine you have to learn all of your consumers, right? You know, right now, if you're in Yoshima, you're like 5.6 kilometers. If you have to relearn the concealment of every ship, because now every ship has like, what, 4% more, that would be so oh. annoying. I never I never thought about that. Yeah, that would be annoying. Like, why am I spotted now? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so in other news, there are the camera improvements that have been announced a while back. 
that are coming, like that you can change the viewing angle when you have a spotting plane? I think Flamu has already only, done a uh, test server video. How many years did it take him? I mean, the game has been out for since... Oh, when did it came out? The the public test, I don't know. No, no, the game itself. Like, I've been waiting for this since the... Ah, the you mean the that change? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that there uh, is 20... currently a bug with 20... the system. 2015, was it? 20... Yeah. 2015 oh, I've been right. waiting for a long time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, finally, 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 finally. Yeah, so this is going to be a great change, personally, I think. But uh, mm. I, yeah, I, I think people have already discovered the bug. But so far, it's only a public test. So let's see if yeah. they fix it before it's before it's uh, on live. And then there are new settings, like you can uh, have a field of view setting. Uh, camera height, camera flying around the ship to the south of the battle. I mean, the thing is, you could already unlock the camera and freely move around in battle. It's just utterly pointless because, you know, your ship, like if you have a camera unlocked and then you try to go after your ship with the camera, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's really useful for replays, but the fact you can do it in live battles doesn't <laughs> help you at all. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Uh, you can try to get some advantage to see where the ship is behind an island, for example, but. Yeah, it but it would have to be to spotted it. already. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if it then comes around and you are not actually basically in your ship while while the enemy rushes. Mm. And then you have the have bug a... where people suddenly, suddenly you see your ship just sailing away from the camera. That's oh, related yeah. to yeah. that camera bug. But that's a bug that's been coming and going since the game launched. So That's always funny uh, reading on Reddit. Just, oh, my ship disappeared in front of me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Uh, so, and I mean, additional, like, field of view camera height, I think there have been mods uh, to do that. I mean, it, mods took, took them also <laughs> ages to implement something like that. But, you know, that's that's nice, you know, if you can mm. configure the, the camera the way you want. But I'll be right back. I'm just going to get something to drink. Carry no on. Problem. So then we have a position of main battery and torpedo tubes will now be fixed when switching to airstrike mode. So does this mean that you're... What does this mean? Does this mean your guns are no longer turning while you are like placing your airstrike? I, yeah, they they don't they don't stick in position. So I think that would be a good that's a good quality of life change. Um, Probably. Does yeah, this mean like if you lock them at a certain like they keep turning wherever you have them locked in? I guess if you if you actually locked them using what's it Control X and Control something. Yeah. Um, if you'd done that, they probably wouldn't change. But if you if you haven't done that and how many people use that control on yeah. a regular basis? It's it's not going to be very often. So, um, yeah, if it becomes the default behavior that while you're using the airstrike, either as a Dutch cruiser or ASW airstrike, that it, it doesn't monkey around with where your turrets are facing. Because sometimes that's really annoying. Oh, yeah, def definitely. Because the, the submarine... Like, the problem is, obviously, you can't shoot the submarine, so you don't want your guns turning towards where the submarine is. You want them turning towards wherever the surface ship is that you're possibly mm -hmm. engaging at the same time. So that's that's definitely going to be a good, good thing. Also, uh, but camera angle in torpedo tubes view is now the same as in main battery view. Okay, I'm, I can live uh with that. I'm guessing that means it doesn't like shift the angle down, but it's kind of hard to know. 
So that's what they yeah, mean exactly. Yeah, that's how it... Also, uh, alternate airstrike control enabling dynamic camera zoom depending on distance. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea if it has something to do with the uh, uh, airstrike on, on a ship or if it has something to do with planes. You know what's always really annoyed me is if you want to use the airstrike like the depth charges. Because if you zoom in then, it sort of shares like the zoom level with with your regular binoculars where you usually want to be zoomed into the max and then for the so on the submarine airstrike you often want to be zoomed in not that much like the incident and then if you switch between those two it's always a mess. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if any of this changes anything about it but it would be nice. Well yeah it's kind of hard to sometimes just based on you know the, the translation uh, we'll have to sort of maybe get hands on and uh, see what it actually looks like. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Then, uh, <laughs> improvements to submarines. I mean, the whole hydrophone thing, there's a newer article about it, so I don't think we have to cover this right now. Because yeah, they we'll, have, skip, we'll, uh, we'll skip We'll come back that. to this. So don't, don't worry, Sub submarines aren't going anywhere. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, improved rendering of shadows. Sure. Which presumably um, is going to be um, more taxing on... Uh, Graphics cars, but then it also does say that you know the minimum requirements have now shifted up. Oh yeah. yeah. So so now they no longer support graphics cards as old as they used to, basically. Which is obviously going to be a shame for those people. It would be nice if they, but I don't know. I guess that's that is just how time old, goes. Though. Yeah. Like GT4, yeah. GTX uh, four sixty. My first proper system was a six sixty. And I was H25 back in uh, 770 um, integrated graphics, 4000 HD um, uh, Intel yeah. ones. Yeah, so, so my first that, rig was, was back in 2013, and I was 660. So this is like a PC from 2010. This, this is not like oh, Ubisoft. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, pretty old. Uh, pulling yeah, I, support for games that came out like you know five years ago, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like I wouldn't even know when a GTX 460 came out. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Like, 660 yeah. just came out when I built my first proper PC. And I was uh, 13. So, uh, 2010, 11, I don't know. Let's see. GTX, what was it, 460? Yeah, yeah. 460. Release date. <laughs> July 12th, tw uh, 2010. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, okay. So, 12 that's years ago. Enough. 12 years that's ago, yeah. I think it's fine to remove some. I, I mean, if you have a so if you're running, graphic card, still runs. Yeah, if you're running uh, a graphics card yeah. older than that and lower spec than that, <laughs> yeah. it might be time for an upgrade. Yeah. And good news with the crypto crash, it's now actually you know possible <laughs> to buy a graphics card once again. Yeah, my 970 is still worth a lot of money that my daughter is using. I can sell off like, I don't know, almost the same that I bought it for use four or five years ago. I bought it used, and it's the same price now in the used market. Wow, okay. Mm. It's insane. So hopefully that one is still going to work fine, so I don't have to buy her a new GPU. <laughs> Probably got a couple of years on that. Ugh. So yeah. 
Then they've also added some new uh, camels. Uh, yeah, well, it's not new. That, that's not new. That is, it's not just a uh, rename. What were they called? The like Trekronor or something like that. Those those oh. camos, camos. The, they were they were the, the pre-release. Yeah. Um, I have those camels. Swedish. Yeah, I've got a bunch of those as well. Yeah. Ah, they okay. Um, they just updated them. Yeah, it looks like just oh yeah, they just it. updated them and not called it, so they just renamed them. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to tell exactly but it looks like the like the symbol on the crest is changing yeah maybe um and it's hard to tell if that's just the lighting on those pictures like if they've brightened the mm. contrast but possibly they're changing the colors as well i need to launch it again let's see i'm curious now but the actual pattern the stripe seems to be in the same place um yeah, yeah i think then, it's so the just only the crest the, seems a little bit changed maybe yeah so it's more of a refresh. If it's if it's that even like it only says special permanent camouflage of researchable European destroyers as well as it's a small now have been updated. So it, it just seems like just the name. Doing this. But it seems like it's only the name now. But I'm watching I mean, the game now, so. Well, why change the name? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's, because they're not Unless... a lot. Why did they do that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. They're all called Three Crowns. Maybe they want to use the Three Crowns name for something else. Oh, yeah, it was Three Crowns. So, yeah, it's been, uh, let's see, games to load even, you know. Oh. Maybe, a bunch maybe... Of, maybe a bunch of Norwegians and Danes complained or something. <laughs> I don't know. Norwegians doesn't have boats, so it's fine. Well, I mean... they had to crash into oil tankers, so. Maybe they've realized that it's not actually a Swedish line, even though it sort of is. It is a Swedish line. Nobody can change my mind. That's a Swedish it, it, DD it, line. It, it, it's, it, it is from what? Tier 4? Tier 5? Yeah, it's only like one or two that's not the Swedish DD. And then they added the premiums just to, oh, this is pan-European. Look, it's a bliss care. <laughs> hey, there is, I think, Hungary. like uh, an Austro-Hungarian Tier 3 or so in there or something. Or tier 2. Yes. Yeah, I had that one as well, yeah. Okay, let's see if I can find it. Was it the there's, the upcoming, yes, there's the upcoming Spanish tier 10, which is also, um, I think, that, isn't that one basically just going to be Italian? Uh, different stats, the Alvarez order, or Alvaro, or whatever it's called. No idea. So, so show European ships. I'm pretty uh, sure that's one of the, that's basically a... a I seem to remember we, we yeah, uh, so, like way back, mentioned that with Drac, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's just a Capitani Romani, but with a, you know, what if some had been sold to Spain? So I've shared the picture of the Holland, as it is now in port on the Discord, so you, guys, you can open the window there, Ethan. And the camo is called exterior camouflage. Yeah, it's three crowns, so three kroner, which is like the national mm -hmm. crest of Sweden. Yeah, but I mean, it it sort of makes sense if you call it the the, the tech tree pun European. Yeah, but I like that camera. It looks good. It's a Swedish DD. It should have the that crest. That was was cool with it. So they kind of ruined it, I think. We'll see how it turns out. I have it, no strong nice. feelings either way. Mm. If we knew why, <laughs> if they gave a reason why, why. yeah, it's probably because they got mocked because it's oh, it's not a Swedish DD line. It's probably why. 
I'm 100 percent sure. Oh, I suppose uh, it is a more kind of generic Scandinavian name for the camos now, rather than traditions of the north. Yeah, I guess, but it's still Swedish line. So, <laughs> yeah, can't really argue with that. Yeah. Then there oh. is a permanent camo cloud privateer for the Hampshire. That looks actually pretty nice. I think. I it's a, a camo I want, but I want use in battle. It's yeah, I I I've been long wanting camos that have more of an age of sale theme and lo and behold here is one and I mostly like it as well. I'm not sure about what they've done with that that oh. front area like the little is there supposed to be shield and some spears and banners coming off that kind of round bit. I'm not it sure about that like bit a of detail. traditional bow of a sailing boat. But I I I just wonder why did they put on a figurehead, a ship's figurehead, it would absolutely 100% fit in really, really well with that. the rest of that camo scheme instead of like the weird other things they like to put on bows sometimes. I mean, they mm. put the lens they on have an there actual wooden figurehead <laughs> and instead it's just kind of quite bare looking. But otherwise, I kind of like it. Oh, it looks nice, but I won't wear it. <laughs> but Hampshire, do I have that ship? I don't think I have. I, that, I mean... It's, you know, it's looking at the symbol, it's tier 8 premium cruiser. I don't know if we know much detail about it yet. Mm. Um, the other one, the incomparable one, again, looks okay, but I'm not sure about the colours. Yeah, not 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 my thing. Like, the front part I'd be okay with, but then once the, the yellow starts, like, for me, it goes downhill. Yeah, I don't know, like, it was a good start there, yeah. It's sort of is is the front looks yeah the the rear kind of looks a bit South African and the front looks like I don't even know what mm. in terms of coloring and I, they had a good thing going and then they were like hey what this needs is random colors red and yellow for some reason <laughs> anyway uh, we also have some uh, like the the patches and flags are not bad, but the commanders are more of the um, uh, fantasy style. commanders, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. But I noticed that that one captain has a monkey. He does. That's true. Ooh. Can I zoom in on that? Let's see. He, oh. He's got a monkey, and the monkey has goggles. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So if you if you just felt the one thing that this game was missing was a captain portrait where the captain has a monkey with goggles on his shoulder, then this is going to be the update for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It, it, it's a shame that they probably won't have a unique voiceover. Imagine like a, a nice British, very British accent. And then and you just have a monkey, monkey just, in the background. <laughs> exactly, and then you just have monkey screeches <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Kong, Kong sound pack thing. Yeah, but Every in good. Like, roar. <laughs> an idea like that's in working, not in just shit. <laughs> Harry Cap, not the eye patch. Oh, that's true. Wait, is that a, like a traditional one? Oh yeah, Cloud Privateer. Privateer is like, well, it's pirates basically. Yeah, it's not not any one specific ship, but vaguely Age of Sail themed, so. Not bad. 
<clears throat> I still want a Nature Mess victory themed camo for my um, for my Nelson, though. I mean, come on, that's just such a no brainer. Why not Warspite? You need something with a tall superstructure in the middle. I mean, Warspite, one for Warspite would be nice, but Nelson and Victory, I mean, that's just kind of like, that doesn't really even need an oh, explanation. Yeah, like the name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but like the weird shape, would that make like, how do, how do you make an Age of Sail camo for something like that? I mean... Like, imagine you, you try to have an Age of Sail camo on the middle. more the hull colors than anything else. Yeah, but because it literally does weird. quite have a distinctive hull coloration. We already I mean, have a camo that looks like a sail, uh, sail ship. Yeah, uh, the, um, on the I'm looking at the US ships and all Colorado and the Constellation. They've got oh, a kind Colorado. of um, vaguely yeah. um, USS Constitution yeah, themed camo. Yeah, Colorado has is called Independence Day. So I mean, that, that actually is I I use that one on my Colorado as the main camera yeah. so i really like how that looks yeah I, the same i don't think it would be a problem if you had a ship with like sails on top instead of like a regular superstructure i feel like you could design it in a way that it would not like i mean obviously the model that you can shoot must not be is not the same I... as the visual model always but i think you could like rig a superstructure with sails that sort of fills the same spots if sure. it was like you know one or two masts and furled sails yeah I don't think you could have open sails. Yeah, but that's fine. That would be too kind of visually yeah. confusing or, um, in terms of the outline. But um, yeah, I don't know. Some actual, an actual, like, some proper looking wooden masts. I, I don't know if they'll ever do that. I think if they do, it'll be more like what we have with that, that, uh, that Cloud Privateer camo where it's just kind of um, quite good looking on the hull and then the superstructure is just kind of got some various patterned bits on it. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird having like a sailing ship and then guns mounted on the deck. But that, I'd, yeah, I'd be, be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then in other news, there are changes to test ships that we usually don't care about because they're the test ships. Uh, Although one of them is the... Oh, there it is. The Alvaro de Bazan, which I'm probably butchering but um yeah which is going to be on the european tree spanish oh you mean um, the swedish dd tree yes <laughs> yeah uh but it, it unlike the um the uh the, the italians it's going to be uh it's going to have a proper gun range it actually increased the gun range there from 11.6 to 12.6 but but they have a Spanish nation. Why would they put it in the yeah. European? Oh yeah, that's right. They have a uh, Canarias in its own nation. Yeah, it's already. A oh, Spanish is it going captain. in the? Maybe it's going in the Spanish. Maybe. It, oh, it's the Delana. I'm thinking of that's the. the that's just the Spanish, Spanish flag. Okay, I'm just getting confused. Then point yeah, it's a big Spanish flag on the boat. How did it? <laughs> one's going part? into the Spanish tree, and and the Delana is the one that's going into the the European tree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. I'm easily confused. It's fine. Just speak slowly and use big words. Oh wait, you're talking Small about words. Dalarna. Small right? words. The way you like. pronounce that is kind of weird because it's a Swedish word, Dalarna. What did you say? Dalarna. What did you call Dalarna? Okay. Well, probably, well, you know. Yeah, and I, I didn't. Well. What ship is that? Like, oh, it's that one. Then we have some new ships announced. The American cruiser 
Valeja? I don't know. I think it's going to be Vallejo. It'll be, I mean, there's a lot of Spanish influence in some bits of, like, especially California, so New Mexico. So it it sounds like it's going to be a tier 9 boost. I mean, we have the tools, so it's a tier 9 Des Moines, so they were like, hey, a 9 boost, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it does look like it. Um, we don't know what that is going to come in as, but I don't know. Coal research, who knows? Uh, it will have uh, the the one note, uh, difference they do notice. It's going to have the rapid spotter, which I'm guessing it means like the the laser at tier seven, where it's got a very quick cooldown on its uh, spotter plane. I mean, that's uh, one of those things that they've introduced with Fawn Ship, and the people were like, hey, this is a nice idea, and Wokum is like, let's... Yeah, and then they again. never used it again <laughs> until now. So, finally. Although with Booster Shells at range, it's not like it's going to hit much anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do we have any preliminary stats for this? Uh, firing range, 16.7. Uh, not too which bad. for those, yeah, well, I mean, tier 10, it's going to be, I guess, fairly sneaky, but with those, uh, uh, well, yes, tier 9 even. Um, but those those ballistics, especially if you're using it with the spotter plane, it's going to be like stationary targets only kind of thing. What devlog are you reading on now, by the way? Uh, new ships close testing. On that one? Uh, for yes, 11. and then at the bottom, there are the ship parameters. Oh, there yeah, you, you go. Yeah, you, ex- you can expand them. There we go. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, then we have another European destroyer, the Velos, uh, which is going to be a uh, Fletcher class, which was transferred to Greece in the late 50s. So we're going to have a single torpedo launcher. It's a Fletcher class, so I'm going to love it, probably. Yeah. But it's not a single Fletcher class I didn't, I didn't like. Let's see what the, the preliminary stats here are. Uh, uh, decent. Uh, so, yeah, single quad launcher, uh, pretty decent damage, 19,066 knots, 10.5 kilometers, 60-second reload. So you've only got one launcher, but a 60-second reload is pretty fast, especially at that tier. Yeah. That's probably faster than the Benham. Yeah. Well, but the Benham has four launchers. That's true. I mean, the Benham is just like the sheer number of torpedoes yeah. it can put out. Um, I think that's probably even faster than the um, the Ustagotland. Possibly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you you won't be able to rest easy with that. Like, it's not like these are, are, are low damage torpedoes either. So, uh, like, if you know one of these is nearby, yes, it's only one spread of, of five torps, but they're going to be coming at, you know, 60 second intervals. So you're not going to have a lot of uh, time in between. Um, surface detectability 6.9, which should uh, be pretty decent. Yeah, with module, that's going to be five point something i think i'm not sure i can't do the maths in my head probably it's what like a a 20 percent so it should be like five 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 six yeah so i guess around what fletcher has fletcher is i think five eight so it's better than that it's more like kagero-ish 
Yeah. Uh, it's also got a good reload time, 2.2 seconds, 38 knots. Um, this is looking pretty strong. <laughs> Oof. But these are preliminary stats. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind there are a lot of scary gunboats out these days, so we That's will true. have to see. Like, it does look like a potential destroyer hunter. If you have the very good concealment <clears> and decent <throat> guns, you can go yeah. in and shoot something and hunt it. Possibly. Uh, it's also going to have uh, engine boost and defensive in separate slots, unlike the US destroyers, which um, you have to choose. Yeah, I'm not that as well, but you can uh, shoot. No, you can have both now. Not that it mattered that much, but... So if you like your Fletcher, this seems like it's going to be a good one yes. to get. Yeah, less top-focused and more like uh, UPU-ish. Yeah. Mm. Still US ballistics, but uh, if you've got good stealth, then you can get close enough to where those ballistics matter a lot less. Yeah, that's the thing. Ballistics on the US TDs is pretty good if you know where to lead and how much to lead. Well, Because yes. you can shoot over every fucking island in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can be to your advantage, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we have then is uh, probably a long-awaited addition for some people, the Malta. Now, this was a planned post-war class of aircraft carriers that ended up getting cancelled because of uh, defence cuts. But there were a lot of people when the, the the British carrier line was introduced that really expected Malta to be at Tier 10 instead of Audacious. Uh, so, mm. you know... I mean, I've I had take... to wait a bit, those people, but here it is, I suppose. I mean, I take one look at this, just... and I, I tell you it's going to be buffed. Like, it has 19mm <laughs> plating. Although, oh, oh, it's plating, not the deck armor, because they, they tried having a low deck armor with the, the super carriers, and then I realized carriers get sunk if they can actually take damage, so they, <laughs> oh, they oh, went no. back on this very, very quickly. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll see. Uh, it says, uh, I mean, it specifically says it's got an armored deck, and you know the the British doctrine during that period was for armored decks. Um, but yeah, uh, it has large number of aircraft in the squadron and attack flight compared to the researchable British carriers. Another feature of the ship is a dive bomb is attacking in a horizontal flight and carrying AP bombs. Now, what does it mean by attacking in a horizontal flight? I wonder. Like uh, the British it, style, where it's uh, no wait. Maybe I don't know. That would. I mean, be, to uh, me, no. maybe more like it's a bad word. Maybe, maybe bad translation, probably. Yeah, vertical is is how dive bombers normally go, and and horizontal is is I guess how you could possibly describe skip bombers, but it, it specifically says dive bombers. So yeah. I wonder if they're testing out some new drop mechanic there. So it means level bombing, not dive attack. So basically, like a British CV. I mean, carpet bombing. Oh, it's yeah, it could of... be. It could be carpet bomb APs, maybe. Who knows? But why wouldn't it just say the British style bomb? I don't know. Because they don't, for some reason, they don't have any skip bombing. That's that's a German thing, apparently. <laughs> so. Okay, chat chat says it it means level bombing, no dive attack. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it literally say, just means bombing. Why didn't they just say it was level bombing rather than... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Poor translation. It's almost like they uh, never translate well sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, so, yay, another aircraft carrier 
tier 10. Fantastic. Which I is, it. I think, everybody else is, you know, everyone that's not excited by the Malta is just going, yay, and all the aircraft carrier tier 10. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. <clears throat> there's an interesting tidbit there in the end. As an experiment to familiarize new players with the game, special ships identical to La Galicione Richelieu have been added. This would be given to new players. The ships can be only used in corporate training battles. I oh, guess okay. to give people a flavor of higher tier ships earlier. Possibly. Hmm. That's not a bad idea, actually. Corporate training only, so. I mean, it's interesting that they only chosen like a, a, a cruiser and a battleship. Maybe I think destroyers are harder to master. Then again, it would make sense to give them a chance to play something that is harder to master. Well, DDs in co-op is kind of a waste of time, though. I think true. You get... It's, uh, like, low-tier cruisers don't really play like high-tier or, or or even mid-tier cruisers, but the I guess destroyers... You, I mean, you get destroyers from... From tier two, maybe, maybe they felt that destroy gameplay doesn't change that much; that it's more of a smooth progression. Mm. I don't know. That's pure speculation on my part. Maybe they'll expand it and they just chose two ships, and let's see how it goes. Possibly. Then we have the two hundred years of Brazilian independence celebration. Not sure when that is, but uh, they've got a lovely new updated port. Here they share. Look, looks pretty nice. What I say? September seventh, Barcelona okay. Day. So yeah. a while ahead, but not, not 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 that far off, I suppose. No. But yeah, yeah, it looks it looks all right. Um, it's got Cristo Redentor. As a feature, uh, oh, I the guy on the guy on the map. Yes, the oh, big okay. Jesus he statue. He yes. has a name. Okay, yeah, it's literally <laughs> it's Christo Redentor, Christ the Redeemer. Oh, okay, it's it's the guy on the rocks for me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah, that that looks like it's kind of fifties, sixties themed, which ties in a lot with. Might even be earlier than that. I don't know. I like the new camo name for the um, Rio de Janeiro. Yes, the, the no, there's also Copacabana. two. <laughs> there's two camos going in with that. So the Rio de Janeiro, which um, that's going to be a coal ship, I believe. Mm. Well, something about yeah. The, the very latest dev blog, and we'll come to that as method of distribution for new ships. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them that are going to be available for coal. Uh, and so you'll be able to get, like if you were thinking that uh, I've already paid the balloons for the Asian Court. Well. You'll be able to get the, the Rio for coal. That'll be tier five, so it won't be too bad. Uh, it's also getting that that quite nice white camo with. Um... I love it. So a few yes. understated details. That that's a nice one. Yeah, I like that is that. a nice one. And a black uh, black guns as well. Yes. Yes. Well, bells. A little, little bit of gold piping around the, uh, the the turrets. Gold piping, as in like you know, gold line detail rather than physical mm. pipes that we had on that. Uh, <laughs> on those British camos. But yeah, the Copacabana one, that actually looks really nice as well, like that kind of um, mosaic pattern. Uh, and um, I mean, that's, it, that's nice. It being expandable means right now you, you will be able to just slap it on any ship you want, right? And then just yes. resupply mm. with credits. Yes, I like which those, is... Like, we have a white camo, the, the anniversary camo, that I uh, really like using. It's like pure white. And that one's pretty nice as well. 
Yeah, I've put that on a couple of ships, the the solid white one. Yeah, I have it on my JB, I believe. It's a thing I get every year. It's been a year since I subscribed. No, started playing. What's it called? It's here. So that, that's it always is. nice, that, that kind of thing. Um, more nice camos is nice. And it just be, you know, as we were saying earlier, great if they would do something sensible with the pricing of perma camos. But uh, oh well. Wait a minute. Uh, you know when they changed camos and stuff? That anniversary camo that's pure white, it's just called white now. And it's yes. expandable for the uh, yes. 42 of them, apparently. So. That's nice because it's my use most you camo. So and and the that's pretty cheap one. I think the pure colored yes. ones don't cost that many credits. That's like right up my alley because I prefer the pure color ones, like the gray, the brown, uh, the black, and the white. I I mean it is it's basically in one category all the the solid color camos they had, but I kind of it should be almost colors. nice if if they'd done like here's a perma camo you can pick that you know, that you can put on any ship yeah. and it's just like you can pick any color but mm. this is this is fine as well i mean 45k doubloons is is not that much you're not going to want to put it on lower tier ships maybe but um, not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean 45000 doubloons uh, 45000 <laughs> credits yeah, but especially like, with the, what i was saying bonus. earlier with with the solid color camos it would, would be nice if you could have like like the World of Tanks um, sort of uh, uh, paint slash camo selector, so you could have like the hull be one solid color, and like maybe the superstructure be a different solid color kind of thing. Yeah, or the, or, the turrets be a, a different color, or, or just yeah, yeah, or the different patterns with different like primary, secondary, tertiary yeah. colors or so on. The problem I think is that would re- that would require actual effort in them, right? They would have to program yeah. a system. And I mean, spending time on something that people want that makes them money is is not something wargaming usually wants. They want to <laughs> spend time on something that people hate and makes them money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounds right. <laughs> not always cynical or anything. Uh. Uh, then we have a new format of ship descriptions in the armory and premium shop. So basically, if you if you go into like the armory and want to buy a ship, then they list basically highlights uh, uh, and what the ship is good or bad and right survivability, so main battery, secondary battery, and so on. I mean, I'm not sure how good they are in classifying their own ships, but generally speaking, not a bad idea because with people, I'm mean, generally speaking, I'd say. If, people spend their resources on the ship, they should probably inform themselves and maybe watch a review or something about it. <clears throat> but at least the game gives them a little bit of information what they're buying, right? They're not completely blind. It's always nice. Th- this is tickle the memory for me. I think I might have suggested something like this, like, you know, three or four years ago <laughs> of, of having sort of maybe increased they have information. Like a big-ass from- backlog of maybe, suggested... I don't know. <laughs> they're going to use it every time we'll be losing audience let's just add this uh, this guy suggested that this guy pointy I think he's a streamer he added <laughs> that, <after> that so <laughs> no, maybe they just have an internal time I might have like oh this is a good idea now we have to wait four years until the person forgets that they suggested and we do it and get <laughs> yeah. credit for it ourselves everybody marked down the time point they said it's at 0.59 ish 
I mean, there is already this sort of feature, so it sort of makes it a sense as an expansion of the, and as I say, you know, the, they're formatting it similar to how they, they have the, the info cards in the tech tree. So for those that don't know, yeah. if you go into your port, uh, for a lot of the lines, uh, it, it'll have a little, uh, sometimes in, um, in between like different tiers or between the, the, the lines linking different branches, it'll have a little eye symbol and you can hover over it and it'll bring up a, a card and it'll have some kind of like, um, sort of general specifics. So for, if I hover over the German aircraft carriers, which I just happened to like, you know, it was a random one. It says high-speed aircraft, AP rockets, and AP bombs. So it's just kind of giving you a brief overview. And then if you click on it, you can actually then get a slightly more detailed list. Yeah. So I, I suspect it'll be uh, Interesting that you've just similar. chosen uh, carriers as, a, as an example, because carriers are not getting that feature yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, they, they said something that uh, the, the, the carriers are coming, I think, in the future because they haven't decided yet how to how to best do this for carriers. Okay. I mean, they've put some example images here as well, uh, which is yeah, that that's pretty much what what they have. Okay. Uh, the example they have for the Ragnar is you know uh, repair party. Radar, uh, very fast pew pew, guns with good AP, pen, no torpedoes, and no smoke generator. So just an overview. Yeah. If, if you want to actually have a more nuanced view, you're still very much going to have to go and like do your own look on YouTube, look on the forums, look at look at different people's um, reviews and thoughts on things. But it's that it's just because, like, if you don't have a ship, you can in the armory you can like click on it before buying, and you can do show import, and then you can go over like what what actually is the consumer. Yes, so, I mean, but that's, that's just can, so clumsy. But... This 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 is so much better, right? Like you should see when you buy before like a list like this. So yeah, definitely a good thing. And then if you want to know the very specific numbers, you can all, they, then just. Here's a good you know, idea. Though. You can just still see that, but a lot um, of people do do I, a test drive. I, I mean, World of Tanks. This is one of those things again. When I'm going to say World of Tanks does it better, and it was only about two or three years ago where they, from about two years ago, when they introduced the in-game, um, like the detailed comparison tool, where previously you would have to go to a, a third-party website mm-hmm. for warships. You still have to go to a third-party website to see all the different kind of modifiers and things that you can apply to. to you know how, how that then affects the base stats so that kind of thing would be really nice for warships it was um very very welcomed in water tanks and uh it, you know it was it was much more information for the player and it, it meant you could actually plan how you wanted to outfit your tanks ahead of time instead of like um like and, and do it in a more cohesive way rather than you know, you go in and click and, and see how this one thing is going to change, but you don't know how it's going to change in conjunction with, you know, this commander skill or this other bit of equipment or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of thing would be would be pretty nice for warships, which doesn't even, um, like, it, you can't even necessarily get a preview of everything in the game because I think if you... Uh, if you, you're changing commander skills and you, like, click mm. on the commander skill, it, it will... And the the 
the list on the right, you know, the, the details. Yeah, it will update it. That's the viewership. It will tell you, uh, but it won't do that for equipment. You have to actually put the equipment on to yeah. then see the effect oh, yeah, yeah. on the ship. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's still, there's still that, you know, th- there isn't even that level of consistency in World of Warships yet, uh, let alone the, um, the, the much more useful tools that are available in World of Tanks. So World of, Tan- uh, World of Warships is definitely well behind in that regard. I mean, this is, I, this is a step forward, certainly, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely short of uh, what they could be doing. Definitely. I mean, I also, I think I've said this in the past, like, especially with the research bureau, you'd expect that you can save a loadout of a ship in a sense, right? Like that you could just select which, which equipment that you'd want and the game would, would save that. Mm-hmm. Because like when you, when you reset the line, Obviously, you lose all of the ships, and then you have to rebuy them, and yeah. you have to re-outfit them. There isn't even a button like "Yeah, just do what I had before on it," right? Which would be so simple. Yeah, but obviously, <laughs> that would be really yeah. nice. Yeah. That, that was one of the things that though. um I, I've probably mentioned Payday Two before, but the, there was a very recent change where previously you would um, prestige essentially mm. uh, to unlock. Um, Various, mostly cosmetic perks, like the first couple of prestige levels uh, would actually bring you a kind of material benefit. But um, after that, it was just basically uh, cosmetic stuff. But every time you reset, it would it would essentially kind of um, blank slate all of your, your skill trees. And you would have to then work your way back up and, like, I suppose you could, like, screenshot all the exact mm-hmm. skills and things that you'd taken. But it it wouldn't just kind of like well we're we're gonna unlock things along the way uh, how you had to eventually I just gave up prestiging because I just couldn't be bothered faffing around and redoing my skill trees every single mm-hmm. time and now they've done a system where um kind of like a parallel system where uh, as you earn XP like once you're at level one hundred you can then just prestige like you could or you can just sit there at level one hundred and slowly more slowly accumulate XP. Um, and it'll go up through the prestige system that way instead. But yeah, that, it's kind of like I just kind of skipped that whole system because it was so annoying to have to redo everything every time. I mean, um, I'm not using right. like the same as warships. Up to five. Uh, after five, I usually do the grind up, but before that, I have to go through like two, three, four. It's getting just that little bit there is annoying. I wish I yeah. could just skip the whole part. Uh, yeah. So, so, shall we? Shall we do? I mean, I think the the subs is going to be a bigger discussion. So maybe the methods of distribution and then the subs. Sure, I mean, the match that's a pretty quick yeah, one. Yeah. So um, the Alvaro is basically what's going to be available for what. We don't have quantities, but uh, the Alvaro de Bazan, which is indeed Spanish, and it's going to be in the Spanish tree. Uh, what what kind of what kind of Egypt that doesn't comprehend things would think it would be in the European tree? I don't know. Anyway, so somebody not fit to host a podcast probably. Uh, yeah. That's going to be coal uh, tier ten, so that's going to be like two hundred k plus coal. Uh, Rio de Janeiro, as we've said, will be coal. That'll be a lot cheaper. Malta will be coal, um, and the Vallejo will be a steel ship. So. There you go. That's a very short blog post. Now we come to submarines. 
Ah, uh, back back to the topic that just won't die. Just like submarines. Yeah. <laughs> so they've they've now given us more detail. They've announced that previously they're going to split the hydrofilm because Wargaming is in under the impression that submarines were spotted too often in this game, and they wanted to change that. <laughs> so th- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they said. Yeah. So they've now switched the hydrophone into two parts, one that uh, only spots surface ships and one that only spots submarines. So now submarines don't accidentally spot each other. So submarines oh, can no. now consciously decide to never spot another submarine, right? They are no longer forced to accidentally spot another submarine because, you know, that, that would be bad, right? Submarine <laughs> spotting submarines. So I like how they, they use the phrase accidentally there. <laughs> like, oh yeah, use this consumable that like it's just accidentally it's like when I use my hydro in a cruiser or whatever and I accidentally spot some torpedoes. Oh Completely no accident. Not intentional at all. It's not like that's how it's supposed to work. Oh well give me another change. Oh god. So uh the the Surface spotting stuff has a 30-second action time and a 60-second reload time, which is pretty damn fast, and unlimited number of charges. And it spots between 7 and 9 kilometers. So finally, submarines uh, can safely, from the bottom, spot everything. Yeah, And you don't even have to worry about running out of charges, as with every other hydro-consumable, pretty much. Although I think currently they're unlimited, aren't they? Just imagine you're DD, you're in a cap, suddenly get spotted by something below, be perma-spotted, the entire enemy team is shooting at you, and you don't know what's spotting you, because you should all spot anything on the surface. I mean, imagine I... being the Kagero, the best spot, like, best, one of the best concealed ships. I'm spotted. I, by what? I'm, I mean, the, the hydro thing, I don't think it's actually spotting them, right? It's just updating the minimum position. Um, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's right. So, I haven't played subs much, so... As the submarine, yeah. you like you see the ship from underwater, but the other surface ships they just see it on the minimap. It's oh. still not very good for the destroyer if the enemy is is capable. And obviously, it allows the submarine to ping right because they don't want the submarine to I don't know I guess spot for for the team much. They just want the submarine to be able to top from safer positions, I guess, and um more defenseless people. Yeah. So basically, but, they want they want subs to be even stronger in the hands of people that know what they're doing and yes. less useless in the hands of people that have no idea. Yeah, they want them to be slightly more useless because they can't... Ex- ex- you know, I guess they want if two bad subs meet, right? Right now, they would use the hydrophone and then they'd spot each other and then the teams would react and, you know, farm the submarines. Now the bad submarines will just never press the lower hydrophone frequency. And then two bad submarines can yeah. operate right next to each other without ever spotting them and just farm everything on the surface. If anything, it's completely going against their like a, a, a principle that was stated several times. Of you know, we don't want to overcomplicate things for players, and yet the state of subs is such that they've had to that they've taken Hydro, which has been in the game since the beginning, and gone right. We're going to have to like split hydro into and have people remember to use which one like you know different ones at different times against different targets remember when submarines <laughs> alright you're playing a CV you can't control your own ship you have to use our autopilot because you're too, too dumb yeah. to understand oh, yeah 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 oh, you're yeah, a damage gun yeah, you, now you can't you control the damage gun you have to planes automatically but here's two <laughs> kinds of hydro so ne- mm. next we're going to have like I don't know 
high frequency radar and low frequency radar. <laughs> Goodness knows what. I I also find it interesting that the the surface spotting uh, hydro is ready at the start of the battle, despite it having a very uh, fast reload anyway. But the submarine spotting hydro that starts on a cooldown on the long cooldown, and then it also has a longer cooldown, obviously than surface one because they really don't want submarines to fight other submarines hmm. except for maybe maybe the special one like the, oh, the yeah, russian they're put, one they're gonna put in yeah they'll they'll, they'll save that certain special premium subs which are really good at flying others <laughs> i have no idea i think they they uh they were talking about the i-56 in one of the the previous it might even be this article yeah it is so they, they say yeah. that's it, going to be uh, we don't want it to really fight other subs, but we just wanted to, you know, fight surface ships. Also, it has a really super strong 140 mil single <laughs> gun with SAP shells. Yeah, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah. It's, that's definitely going to make a difference. Oh, look, the the I fifty six was like the the ship I think with like twenty four thousand hit points at tier eight. And yes. that thing's running into tier sixes, right? You can absolutely gun down certain tier six destroyers. <laughs> they will I have no chance. Possibly could. You have a very fast firing sap gun. That's I mean it's it's just one gun, but I think the DPM isn't that horrible. And if you're running into like a tier six Fubuki or some some like talking yeah. about the guns on the lower tier like Ashimakasa has reasonable guns still it's not a gunboat right it's not gun by some but like a lot out of the lower tier Japanese are just really terrible with the guns mm. and keep in oh, mind God, the sub yeah. will have twice the hit points good luck running into one of those in uh, you know Fubuki <laughs> I mean they can still obviously nose homing top you but maybe they'll just gun you down because they're cruel they can also utterly ram you, and not even a ramming flag is gonna save you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, Fabuki's yeah. got 12,900. Yeah, this, yeah. this yeah. thing has 24,000 something or so. Yeah. Let's double check. Let's see. Uh, I think a lot of the European destroyers are also quite low health. Fabuki has. On the heel. Let's see here. Uh, so my ability, there we go. Fifteen thousand with, I think that's with SC. Yeah, that was yeah, that's with SC. I yeah. mean, you can. And actually, no submarines don't have that right. But do they? I don't think they have a hit point skill. I don't actually know. Mm, uh, do I? I don't think I even have subs in my. Uh, probably not. I mean. Oh yeah, I do have some subs. Let's hear. Checking skill pre sign. Sure. And then Yeah, I don't see any. Nothing on the survival. No survival stuff at least. I also like that they they gave the Japanese sub like a reserve battery consumable and their their reasoning for that is because it has low dive capacity, so it now gets a battery to circumvent that. They're like, okay, for balancing reasons, we gave this a low dive capacity. Yeah, we slap a consumable on it to counter the low dive capacity. Um, okay. Balance, somehow. Balance. Do 
just, you know, because they like to keep it simple, right? Yep. Balance. And I think those were basically the death blocks, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's it. So was it anything no. on the boss portal? No. I mean, some like Jeez. obviously we've had the the new patch with the economic changes, which is the big thing. Where mm. what I have to say with the economic changes is, for me, the interesting part in the future is going to be is how are they going to distribute those those whole tokens because. There's a lot of it about how the conversion went and how much you could gain before and how much you can gain now. But the interesting question is for me more like, as the game continues, will you get those bonuses? Like, yes, if you mount like those red bonus cards in every slot, it's going to be massive. But even in the conversion, you barely got any red bonus cards, no matter how many resources you had, no matter how hundreds of flags and camels you had, you barely got any of the red things. Uh, you might have some tokens now, by the, by the way, you check your armory. I'm not sure what was converted in tokens, but some stuff that you had was converted in tokens that you now can use to buy one of those new economic cards. There's a tab for it somewhere in the armory, right? But the highest yeah, you can buy yeah. is also just blue. And the highest that you can resupply with the balloons, which you probably shouldn't do because it's expensive, is, is green. So white and green can be bought for the balloons, basically. And no idea how you get blue and red. I mean, there are obviously the boxes if you get lucky in, in like those... Uh, the daily containers but I heavily suspect that the thing is that the new system will absolutely allow you to get a lot of credits and experience and stuff if you have those cards but they're going to be monetizing the shit out of distributing those cards that, that's, yeah, that's what I think you, if you think about it the fact that those are now in the we now have separated um, for daily containers you know you've got your signals yeah. containers and also your your economic rewards cards containers yeah. which also can just be um, it can be the, either the cards or it can just be straight up um, credits so they've actually diluted the pool of uh, possible daily rewards as well so yeah there, there's, there is definitely that, that, that long term question of how exactly uh, like, is this going to affect things overall because at the moment everyone's sitting yeah everyone's sitting on a giant pile from all their converted flags but uh, how is that going to be going forward? So well, are people going to be worse off long-term? Like the principle of it is, is I think, fine. I, I like the modularity of it. Um, yeah. that I can now um, go on like a premium ship and say I'm putting a 21-point commander in that premium ship, so I don't really need the extra uh, commander XP, so I save those for ships where I'm grinding the commanders. But on the other hand, you could still choose to put that on and generate extra elite commander XP from that particular ship so you know it gives players a bit more choice overall. yeah but what also is a downside of the new system though is that like with the old system if you got like a basic credit flag you can slap that on the ship and you can stack it with any other credit flag you have right now if you have like a green credit card basically or like if you have a gray yes. credit card you can't stack that with higher ones so that if you never intended to use them, they are useless, right? If you intend to always run better ones, sort of, because you have them from somewhere, 
then they are utterly useless, right? Which means if you, and I'm pretty sure they're going to throw a lot of economic bonus stuff into, into uh, loot boxes and into bundles from now on. <laughs> because what they've basically given them is they've given them another rare resource in a sense, right? Because now you can, instead of having a special camo or ship or whatever is this, major price now you can get the i don't know 1600 percent credit boost like for one battle or so they, they, those are going to be major mm. prices and i suppose people that generally might invest a bit of money and get a lot of those cards they will never have any use for for the grave ones right hmm. so they they can go and sell them in the um you used to be able to sell flags and things what if you can sell i don't know if you can sell out. those you know what the game would need or what, what a lot of games would have in a way like this would be a crafting system. Like if you have, I don't know, 10, 10 gray ones, you can make green one. Or 10 yes, green ones you can. You, you can. If you go in the inventory, there is now um, oh, you, you can do that? Uh, economic bonuses. You can sell them for credits. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, right. Okay, you can sell them. You can't upgrade them or craft them. No, no, you can't upgrade them. But okay. yeah. Because as I said, so, I mean, in theory, sense. you know, you, you could accumulate the lower tier ones and just sell a dump of them for credits every so often. Hey, at least they don't uh, expire like in Warthorn. Sure. Warthorn has like expiration on almost Oh, the Warthorn, the booster together. system, like I don't yeah. it's one, one of the many reasons I don't really, I've never The really only ones that Warthunder. doesn't expire is the ones that you buy in the Warbond shop. That's the only ones that doesn't expire. The, the ones you get for daily logins and stuff that is expirable. So I've lost a lot of boosters. I make sure to use all of the highest boosters. If I know I'm not going to play actively. So it could always be worse, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there are some mean, people the warships does a little bit better than yeah. Thunder, I feel. So I, mean, I, definitely, yeah. I, I, think, I think I take your point, though, Atam, that it is really up in the air as to whether this is long-term going to be a good thing for players. I mean, we've, we've long known that Wargaming has wanted to cool down the economy a bit. Well, the question is how how drastic a cooldown is this going to be in terms of the player experience? And um... I've always complained about credit income in a game. If I feel like I think me and Majash and a couple of others always complain on on the CC Discord about how easy it is to grind ships and how easy to get credits now. Uh, when you play, I mean, they didn't help themselves the by days. then by doing all the preview events of you know get get ships I mean, without even having to pay yeah, credits that as well, for them with but... all the upgrades. But the thing is, back in like the first, no, first and second year of World Warships, you could, if you played less than average in a Tetan ship, you had to go down to Tier 8 to play some premium ships to gain the credits back again. Now you can fail as much as you want in Tetan, you, you won't you barely lose money at all. I think yeah. they're trying to fix that a little bit as well. I think they have the super ships for that. They want people to lose yeah. money playing super ships, but not really tier tens. It's they, like they know people have a lot of credits. Like me, I have what I have one billion. Yeah, one point <laughs> seven billion. So oh. yeah. Oh, I no, only have like... one point one point zero seven billion. Ah, okay. Not, okay. <laughs> but I have one point four billion. I had one billion before as well, but then I spent a lot of money on. Three super ships. I think about about yeah, the I didn't Tetan, buy a lot. DD, and uh, BB, and uh... um, I, I, I have a. Like, even though I play a fair amount, I always seem to just oh, be I have perpetually four. running out of credits. So I don't know. 
I mean, the thing with credits is a lot of it depends how, uh, depends on how you play the game, right? And also how long you have been playing the game and how much you've accumulated. Mm. Because if you constantly create new lines, you're not actually going to, to be having that many credits, right? Because every time you unlock it, and also if you keep the ships, right? If you grind a new line and you keep the ship and then you equip it with all the modules and so on, and then mm-hmm. you grind the next ship and you want to buy it and keep the old one instead of sell it for credits and so on, that's going to be very expensive. But if you have a lot uh, of ships... But that, I do play a lot, though. But I have over 500 ships, and I have one yeah, million. But, but, see, <laughs> you, but I play you, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> as I said, I also have a lot. But the thing is, I play a lot of ships that that don't need that are not that are not grinding something, right? Yeah. Basically, every time you play a ship, they are not grinding something. You're just making credits. But if you're just if you go straight through a line to tier ten, and the next line through tier ten, and next line through tier ten, like then you're spending an awful lot of credits. If you have a lot of ships that you like playing if like in if you play like i don't know 10 battles a night and five of those ships actually are progressing something and five of those ships are just ships that you play for fun that already are fully like purchased and so on the light is is in its end then you make a lot of credits so it it i think it really depends on first of all like how you're playing uh like do you just grind your lines or do you play ships that, that don't need it and then obviously do you have premium accounts, uh, what what sort of flags mm. do you have, how how well you play and so on. So I feel like there are a lot of factors, but it's it's a pretty big divide on how much you could make. And especially for new players, it's I don't think it's gonna be that easy to and there won't be so overflowing with credits. Yeah, it's one of those things where we're we're all in the position of like I, I probably play the least of you three, but I'm still um Two. You know, from my time as a CC, I still have like two years left of, of premium time. I still have all these premium ships I got. You know, we're, we're in fairly privileged positions as, in terms of those things. So we're, we're not necessarily, you know, well, we're definitely not getting the same experience as, as somebody who is purely a free-to-play player or someone who's just <laughs> starting out. So, yeah. Other, other people's experience, weirdly enough, may be different than ours. Yeah, and keep in Strange mind that, that, for example, Corp is not really awarded <laughs> with credits. So if you if you like to play Corp, then you're going to struggle for credits. And if you are a new player yes. and you just want to start, you're starting off with Corp or try to grind through that at first or so or get more experience in that, then you're also going to really struggle for credits, right? So it's it's uh, so there's just a very big divide on on the top. There are people that are just swimming in credits and keep making more, and then there are other people who are just really have to to uh, grind for them. Mm. So, uh, so um, yeah, there are, there are some other, there are some other bits and pieces um, that, I mean, we had the Awami came out. Um, we had the, uh, the San Diego came out in the last couple of weeks. Um, Oami, I haven't got yet. I did, I did buy the San Diego. Uh, Oami is a coal ship, so I just need to save up for that. Um, and the thing that's just literally come out today is the Aquila, and I think the uh, there's also the thing in the armory for the Edgar and the um, the other thing, the Patry, the the two super cruisers. Um, there's a, there's a current armory event. Oh, and there was the Collingwood I mean, as well that's been released. So there's been quite I mean, a few releases of like premium ships and armory ships. What, what I don't. Oh, in the armory. Is, oh, okay. 
what I don't get is why are they auctioning off super ships for credit? Because people pay again, for it. is this early, just an early access once again? Like that is an early access auction yeah. for credits for super ships. It must be. It must be. You know, like I've already seen one Edgar in game, but I, I'm guessing that's somebody that um, was a tester. Mm. And I think the um, super container I mean, there is, there is, is one for... Not the, there's a balloon option for the 10,000 super containers, so it's not just credits. But yeah, again, it seems oh. designed to suck big piles of credits out of out of the uh, the economy. But at least it's credits for early access and not here pay doubloons for a tier 10 tech tree ship <laughs> as seen elsewhere in the armory. Oh, <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, you can bid for like the 50,000 coal go for credits. So if you want coal, you could bid for that if you have a lot of credits. And the super container, I think, is sold for the balloons, which is totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it says starting at one doubloon, but who knows how, what people will bid for a... Super container, but I mean, you're gonna be much. super disappointed anyway. Do you know? Oh, also, one balloon. Actually, it's a battleship. And it's Edgar's, Edgar's a cruiser. It's like a super yes. minotaur. Yes. Okay, yeah, one, yes. I'll let you guys know if I win. I'm gonna place bed one doubloon. There you go. Successfully <laughs> 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 bid. Okay, I'll let you guys know if it happens. <laughs> okay. For science. For science. I hope you got the receipt for the doubloon. Oh shit! I forgot that. Maybe it's maybe it's registered on my mail or something. You need to you need to claim it as tax deductible. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> one doubloon. <laughs> How much is one doubloon worth though? Let's see. <laughs> In Norwegian questions. I don't think you can can you buy one doubloon? I don't think I mean, you say. can buy any amount of doubloons. I don't think there's Let's a lower limit on that. Let's see, oh sure. <laughs> any number of doubloons, select the amount. One. No! Purchase temporarily unavailable due to technical issues. What? <laughs> Can I buy 10? No. 100? 1,000? No. I think I, mean, I think I crashed the website. <laughs> you broke the website, Clyde! Oh, minimum quantity purchase, 500. There we go. Oh, oh, five, oh, okay. oh there is a minimum. Ah, oh, so okay. that is 50 Norwegian kroners, which is in a euro. That is yeah, 1.5 euros. 1.5. Okay. For five hundred, so you have to split that up. <laughs> who who want to do the math? I'm too lazy. Someone yeah, in the we, chat we'll leave it as homework for for the people watching <laughs> or listening. <laughs> uh, then yes, as I think you already mentioned, Charlie Aquila came out. I have absolutely no idea about anything about this ship. Uh, it's a carrier, I so think, I'm gonna hate it. I mean, it. the description the description is. I mean, it should be said, this is not one of the more fictional ones. This was actually uh, a ship that began construction. In fact, they, they were converting it from an ocean liner, but it wasn't finished by the time Italy ended. And for um, strategic, you know, geological reasons, Italy didn't really have a great need for aircraft carriers, given that Italy basically was a one giant, great big aircraft carrier itself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, they they did nonetheless actually have a go at, at building one, and um, I guess this is the what if of if it had been completed. Now it does say uh, that it's got let's see, torp bombers and attack aircraft, and they are fast but kind of weak. So, uh, it I guess it's going to be a bit on the side of uh, like Kaga ish, 
Mm. Just throw waves of planes at people. There's already 2001 planes, all of them. Yeah. So yeah, AP rockets, and they're not particularly good. Uh, Toy well, bombers like to them. do high damage, but they're also slow. If necessary, balance changes may be applied to Aquila, which is always a reassuring thing to read on a you know a thing that you're about to purchase with real money or a real money equivalent. I mean, it's... we haven't finished balancing it yet. <laughs> I mean, honestly. It's how it should have been in a way. Obviously, if you spend money on something, you you want to be in a way assured that it's not drastically changed. But on the other hand, you can't, as a company, lock yourself into into the thing that we're True. Really never I mean, gonna change it. In, in a way, this is off the back of I think previous things where they have released stuff and it's proved to be horribly imbalanced, and really their only recourse has been, oh, well, we're going to have to pull it from sale. <laughs> so. I suppose, I suppose it's a bit better than that. I mean, they never promised that they wouldn't change it. It was just an unspoken rule that they followed. Yeah. It does say in the uh, premium shop, if deemed necessary, balance changes may be applied to Aquila. As it should be. So yeah. we'll see We'll see what that's like. Um, Collingwood is the other one I've seen a couple of. I mean, that's been on sale for a little bit now, for like a week and something. And uh, I don't... I, I don't, I know it doesn't seem to have had any big impact. Like I don't think I've really seen any videos on it, or it's just a Nelson with different guns, as far as I can tell. Collingwood, I'm not sure if I've seen that in battle yet. I, no. I mean, I, I, for those who are interested in um, a discussion on the the British battle cruisers, we did have a, a, a quite an interesting in depth episode with Drakinafell a little earlier in the year, so you can go and find that on uh, either my YouTube channel or on your podcast provider. And uh, he, he was severely unimpressed with the Collingwood, A, because it's got nothing to do with Battlecruisers, and B, because it's a complete wargaming fantasy. And there are actually other things they could have done which would have had more basis on actual designs instead of just making shit up as they occasionally do. <laughs> so, yeah, Drac was severely unimpressed with the, the Collingwood. It's got fewer guns, um, but they're like 16 and a half inch versus 16 inch. And I presume it's just as squashy. It uh, says disadvantages, weak armor and poor torpedo protection. High sitting vulnerable citadel. Yes, uh, it's probably just as squashy. Uh, I don't know if it has the super heal, but it does say repair party with reduced cooldown. So maybe it doesn't have a super heal, but it does have a quicker repair party. But it does have a main battery reload booster. And they okay. say HE and IP shells with impressive armor penetration and damage. Impressive. It's probably just as much a uh, mm. fire, a fire bug potentially as uh, uh, the uh, the Nelson can be. Probably more so That's if it's bigger shells. I like the placement of turrets on the bow allows you to fire without the need to expose your sights. That's not true because they are not super firing. You could you could say that for uh, some of the French, right? But with yes. that layout, I mean, you would still have to show sides. Also, with that armor of Nelson's armor, if you're sat dead bow onto somebody, uh, you know, <laughs> get citadeled to the face if they have big enough guns, because that will happen. Yeah, but that's uh, tier seven. Everyone gets citadeled to the face. True. It's just the armor is so very exposed on Nelson. 
There's a lot of them you can angle a bit more, but not really with the, the Nelson that effectively. I haven't played a Nelson in forever. I want to play the Nelson today. <laughs> been a long time. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's that much more warships. I mean, a lot of the economic stuff is just kind of waiting to see how it shakes out long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm still confused negatives. about everything because it's, I'm overwhelmed since I was away for like two weeks, and suddenly all of these changes happen. I haven't read a single dev blog. So everything fell into my lap, and also new ships. There was a lot of new stuff. So when I streamed last time, I just played the game as I've always done. Just ignore everything. Yeah, I mean, the the economics, you just click on the economic tab on your ship and yeah. slap in the cards that you have a lot of. Yeah, and I, I was looking for the regular combat signals, like, oh, it's on the equipment now. I didn't that's, know that. That's a good change, because now you don't yeah, need a separate page, right? It makes sense. Oh, there's and one, I do there's like one... the uh, new camos. It's really good. I like it. Well, there's one this. other minor thing that we could mention that we didn't know last time uh, we, we were on, which was we didn't know exactly what the um, the British Battlecruiser torpedoes would look like, and now we do. Yeah, and It's kind of hard to describe, but functionally they just look like they, they, they just operate like normal torps. It's just the launch animation is effectively different. They kind of curve away from your ship and then go in the direction you want them to. Which, you know, it visually looks nice. Yeah. But it isn't anything other really than a launch animation that's different than the regular launch animation. Yeah, you so, can't even yeah. look uh, like I'm looking for the top tubes. On I have the Queen Marion port. They're, they're underwater. The yeah, it's it's kind of weird now that you can't see the tops. So, on yeah, the you can't actually, like, you can mm. click on the top tube and it will sort of point you vaguely at the bow. I wonder so I'm, if I'm this betting, means I'm betting they are... Cavity is hoping to see Mikasa with tops now, since he <laughs> likes that channel. <laughs> He's been waiting for that forever. I remember he bitched about it a lot on Discord. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if that means they're going to be less likely destroyed if they are underwater. Mm. I haven't noticed True. anything in the Queen Mary, but I only play like two games in it. So I, I've only played one in it. That's the only one I've unlocked so far. Oh, yeah, I same. Like the single game, yeah. But then again, I've been away a few days, mm. so I haven't had time to, to farm on new tokens. Yeah, where's that thing now? It is under... There you go, future, future British battleships. Yeah, so the next one is the Tiger. I guess everyone has torps. I think they I would do, presume yeah. so. Yeah. And there you go, St. Vincent, 20,000 doubloons. On top of the however many tens of thousands yeah. you need to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to you get lucky. Yeah. Wait, can you get it? No, you can only get the 10 9 and tier 7 in the bundles. Yep, yeah, you need the tokens. Different... Like, I'm not sure how they did it this time, but in, in the last things where you needed, you basically needed the tokens from all the bundles. So you actually needed to veil all bundles, no matter how lucky you are, just to get the token so that you could unlock it until you can buy the last one. So you really needed to basically buy all all bundles, no matter your luck, and then just a ship in the end. For yeah, I'm, I'm going to act surprised. Oh, so surprised. Uh, here's a really weird thought. You could just wait till the following patch. Yeah. And, you know, and wait till it's a proper tech tree. <laughs> and use free XP instead, which is yeah. actually yeah. free. Well thought. Or if you convert, obviously, but yeah. 
that's by the way a thing with the economic things. There's now an XP tab that does nothing unless you like the <clears throat> there is I think there's Captain XP, Free XP, and XP, and XP basically only affects your ship XP, right? So that has no effect anymore on any other experience. So unless you're actually grinding the ship, it's an utterly useless thing, except if you want to convert it for the balloons. Yes, basically. Oh. I think it, it used to tie into how much Captain XP you were done as well. Yeah, I mean, generally, when there was just XP, I think it tied into everything, like free experience, Captain experience, and so on. But now XP is only ship experience. So the XP oh, yeah, slot yeah, is useless XP, on, yeah. on, mm. on so, most ships. Yeah, I've, I've had to go through and, and I've been... I haven't even done more than like half of my ships at the moment, but uh, yeah, doing changing all the economic bonuses because a lot of them are, are, you know, ships I've ground out already, but they still have the XP cards yeah. on them, which it's really only worth saving now for grinding lines. And as you say, if you want to farm XP on a particular ship. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. It's a lot of stuff I don't know yet about this patch. Um, I still think I just maybe I still think the most XP I just complete aside, but I'm yeah. actually almost tempted to put it on my turpits because my turpits has already got like a million XP on it. So <laughs> I might put it. It's one point seven million XP just on my turpits. So I might actually put the XP flag on my turpits just on purpose, just because why not? So people can look at my turpits and go, "How much XP?" <laughs> And then you can click on the convert button and see how many and, and, billions of yeah. balloons you'd need to convert everything. Yeah. The gross national domestic product of Scotland just to convert <laughs> it all. <laughs> yeah, I think we've about covered everything there, right? We have. Um, although, we all, I might, might also just mention, I mean, this is veering dangerously into the context of other games but there's a game that came out this last week called stray which is about playing a cat and oh. you know that's that's definitely not of interest to any of us here of course but <laughs> yeah I, I actually just I, I really, very rarely just jump in and buy a new game right off the bat but uh, i did for this one and i actually streamed it yesterday game. and it was jolly good so wait, you know, wait, if wait, you wait, weren't wait, aware wait. of that's... stray you streamed yesterday i did I actually oh, wow. literally did stream yesterday. I know you were joking <laughs> wow. at the start, but I literally did stream yesterday. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Is um, that the board? I need to watch the board. Yeah, no. I'll be on, on my YouTube. In, uh, oh, this is totally me pimping myself at this point, but I'll be on my <laughs> YouTube channel tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it just just if you weren't aware, it is, it's pretty good. Like the first couple of hours I played, it was really quite fun. Uh, uh, there's definitely, it, it's not like a hardcore cat you know, role-playing game or anything like that. It is a puzzle platformer. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's got some really cute touches and the the environmental stuff is really, really nice as well. It's had, it's had a lot of care and attention put into it. Oh, it's not that expensive either. Yeah, it's not. It really, it's like, that. that's, I was, I was aware of it vaguely before it came out and I was like, okay, I'll probably stick up my wish list, wait for a sale. And then I was like, actually, no, that's, that's like 24 pounds. It was something yeah, like that. So like that, yeah. I just, I just, bought it for 24 pounds it's really you know i don't know how long the game is there, there was literally uh an achievement for speed running the game in less than three hours so presumably you can wow. really rush through it but i mean i played three hours just yesterday and sort of was barely getting to the end of the first section so i don't think it's a super long game but it, it's it's just a really lovely little game so um yeah there you go that's the thing that exists 
If you like cats, you might like that game. Definitely. Duty noted. And we're not even getting paid to advertise it. I just I thought it was quite <laughs> nice. And with yeah. that, I suppose we're going to call it a night. Thanks, guys, for joining Indeed. us. Um, Toodles. Yeah, we, you can find Clyde on Twitch. Stop TV, Clyde Monkey. No, slash Clyde Monkey, there you go. Not to be confused with the other Clyde. I turn Clyde hat like this. So many Clydes now. Definitely. The other Clyde is actually be, a big MCC now. You just have to be like me and, you know, just. Like, aging Jedi ended up changing his name, and you know clearly I was just so intimidating that, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he thought I would send Goontran to beat him up or something, yeah. possibly, or it might just be that lots of people use Jedi at the end of their usernames. So I don't know. One of those. Well, two. you had salty Jedi as well. Was not. Yeah, the, yeah. Salty Jedi, aging at Jedi, you, and I think was was now fourth guy. Yeah. I know I I've seen know. other random gaming channels that have used Jedi in their name, so I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not unique apart from, you know, being me. I'm just saying. Well, there's not that many clients, luckily, so far. Dare Diary. Yeah. And with that, I guess, have a good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye.